You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron live with Ethan Haristadulu. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to the Greek's Gridiron. It is Ethan Haristadulu here. Week four has been wrapped up and finished. The Chargers and Raiders duked it out for the number one spot in the AFC West. And we now have a leader there in the LA Chargers. Pretty good Monday night game with Phil that came after what like followed a, a pretty wild Sunday, I would say, slate of games. There were so many good games and so many wild outcomes. The Jets taking down the Titans was a pretty big surprise to me. The Cardinals not only beating the Rams, but beating them convincingly. Uh, there was a lot to go through this weekend. And I mean, it was an exciting weekend of football. You love to see so, some big upsets, just a great overall slate of games. And it got capped off with a really good game last night on Monday. So what we're doing right now, as we do every Tuesday afternoon, we are discussing our power rankings now heading into week five of the NFL season. There's a new number one. Uh, A bunch of teams have moved around. A couple of teams have slipped. Some have gone up and all that good stuff. So as always, if you enjoy what we're watching or what you're watching here, you can like, comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. And if you're a listener on one of the podcast streaming websites, remember that we are a visual podcast. So check us out on YouTube so you can get the full experience for what we're doing here. Now, power rankings time. Let's talk about it and get into it, shall we? If you have not seen the power rankings before, this is how we do it. I have a list of 32 right up here on to my uh, left, which is your guys' right. Uh, it, it basically just ranks out from 32 to 1. We'll break it down into a groups of uh, groups of I don't know, what is it, 32 to 21, 20 to 11, then we'll go 10 to 6, and then break down that top five. So for the bottom, uh, what is it, bottom 12 teams, I guess you could say, uh, there wasn't a ton of movement, but there was a bit here and there. We'll pull it up now so you guys can take a look. Um, The bottom, like, I would say, I don't know, one, two, three, four, five, six teams all generally in the same location. There was a little bit of changing going on. The Texans dropped back down to the 32 spot after they, you know, they won their week one game against the Jaguars, but since then have been getting beaten and they got absolutely mollywopped by the Bills this past weekend. So I dropped them down to the bottom. The Jaguars do move up a spot despite their loss to the Bengals. Close game. They were able to be in it until pretty much the end there. But I just, the Jaguars, man, it sucks to see them at 0-4 because I feel like they're finally starting to get it together. They had a shot at upsetting a pretty good Bengals team that just could not get the job done. We have the Lions sitting here at number 30. The Jets move up a few spots. I believe they were 32 last week on my ranking, so they're jumping up 4-29 to 29 after a big upset win over the Titans in overtime. Uh, I thought maybe they could move up a little bit more, but I, but I don't know. I, I think it's more, that game was more reflection on where the Titans are, more so than how good the Jets are getting. I think that there's a lot of problems for t- Tennessee right now, and a lot more than I expected, and I think a lot of other people expected. Um, there's some injury concerns, things like that going on there hence why i have the jets only moving up three spots then we have the falcons sitting at 28 they took a loss to washington so they've just been kind of slowly slipping down the leaderboards giants move up to 27 i believe they were at 30 last week then you have the bears at 26 after they beat the lions they moved up a couple of spots Steelers continue to fall down this list i believe they started the year at my number 12 spot or number 10 spot and they have slipped 15 places now in the last you know four weeks that we've been having this season go on Titans slip all the way down to 24. They were right in the middle of the pack last week, but I mean, 
You lose to the Jets. There is just a lot going on there. I, I, I don't. I'm just. I'm surprised. Is all I got to say about that. The Eagles are sitting at number 23. They took a tough loss to the uh, the Chiefs while they were able to put up 30 points. That defense is a problem, and you know they go up. They had a good shot against a contender and kind kind of got rolled over towards the end there. The Dolphins are sitting now at 22. Missing Tua seems to be a problem. This is not quite the unit that we saw last year, which is really disappointing. I thought the Dolphins were poised to really make a leap and start to actually get into the thick of things, but it seems like they're taking a step back, plus injuries is not really a good sign for them. Vikings are sitting at 21. They fall out of the top 20 after taking another loss, this one to the Browns after having a crazy good week on offense. They literally got seven points at the beginning of the game against the Browns and then could not do Jack Diddley after that. And that is the bottom 12 teams. Now, coming up, we're looking at 20 through 11. This is where things get a little bit interesting. Some big names have been moving around on the list here. I'll pull them up for you guys. The Colts I have sitting at number 20. They got their first win of the season. And honestly, right now, I would say they probably look the best out of everyone in the AFC South, hence where I have them positioned in these power rankings. Uh, you know, they, they finally seem to have kind of figured things out here. They had a close game against the Rams, you know, so I, I, I feel like they're probably the best team in the AFC South, not by much, but they are at this stage of the season. That could always change, of course. The Patriots I have sitting at number 19 now. The Patriots at 19, I'm going to come out and say this. I was talking with some other people about this the other day. I think the Patriots are the best one and three team in the league. They have a top five defense right now. If you don't believe me, if you're watching the ticker that's scrolling down below, you're going to see it pop up. They are the fifth best in yards allowed in the league. They are doing a great job defensively. The offense is slowly growing as we go through the season. Mac Jones had a better night than Tom Brady did in the absolute pouring rain of Gillette. And, you know, I don't think that can be understated. That was a huge moment for the rookie, and the Patriots are looking good. They look a lot better than the 1-3 and three record that they have, and they don't even have Stephon Gilmore right now. I can only imagine how good this defense is going to be once he gets back there and he's locking down wide receivers. Coming in at 18, the Saints, after taking a tough loss to the Giants, I was considering moving them down a little bit more on this board, but they do have some pretty good wins against some solid teams, and then from there, the, you know, they just have like a random lot, like the random losses, I, I don't know. I, I, the Saints have been through a lot this season. This week was their first week actually playing in New Orleans for the season after Hurricane Ida rolled through, kind of disrupted things for them. So I want to cut them a little bit of slack. I think going forward, now that they're back in New Orleans, penalize them a little bit more normally, but I, I kind of want to cut them some slack. This being their first day back or first week back in new Orleans after everything that's gone on for them through the early part of this season. And, you know, they played their first home game in Jacksonville at the Jaguar stadium at 17. We have Washington. They move up about five spots. Taylor Heineke, had the game of his life. I, you know, I'm a little bit surprised. I did not expect him to be able to keep pace with Atlanta, uh, but he really showed up and showed out. Very impressed with how he played. The defense is still concerning. It's not quite the pass rush we were seeing last year, and I was raving about them all offseason. So we'll have to see where that goes. The Broncos, they free fall from 11 down to 16. This is a team that, you know, they had a combined record of, <clears throat> or they faced opponents with a combined record of 0 and 9, and then they finally go up against a team that, you know, this is like the test. Unfortunately, Bridgewater goes down, and they had seven, uh, seven other key starters injured going into this game, which when I made my game picks, I didn't even know I picked the Broncos to win, but knowing that, I probably would not have. 
but that's a tough loss for them. Uh, and, you know, hopefully they can get healthy and get back to doing what they were doing because their defense was looking really good. They held the Ravens to about 100 yards of rushing. I picked them to hold them for under 115, and they were able to do that, but they were not able to pull out a win. The passing game was just all over the place for the Ravens, getting it done left and right, and ended up being too much for the Broncos and all these injuries that they were dealing with. And then obviously the lackluster offense once Bridgewater went down. 49ers drop down a few spots. They go down to number 15. Uh, tough loss to the Seahawks there. They also lost their quarterback in the game. Jimmy Garoppolo is down. He might be able to play this Sunday. Uh, he might not be able to play this Sunday. Trey Lance had some glimmers of hope, but also still looked like a rookie. I think it is great for him to be in the situation he's in. The fact that he does not have to start right away, and he's getting just kind of like bits and pieces of game here before he actually makes like a true start and becomes the quarterback is such a great situation for him. Such a good coaching staff and a great team overall around him. I think that the 49ers are going to really be able to go once Trey Lance is actually ready. But hopefully, as of right now, Jimmy G is able to play this Sunday and be able to push through that calf injury he's dealing with. Seahawks bump up a few spots. They make it up to number 14 now. Um, you know, this is a team that... They, I, they, I feel like they're better than their record, but at this point, they are where they are, uh, and also they are in a very uber competitive NFC West with two absolute dogs sitting up at the top of that division. Um, but you know, this is a team that if they can continue to play good defense and continue to play a very good offense like they have been, this is a team to watch out for. I think that they'll start to get better as the season goes on. But right now, again, the offensive line's a little bit of a concern. We have to keep an eye on that. I think they handled the front seven of San Francisco pretty well but I'm still really I, I don't know I don't buy that offensive line and I have not bought that offensive line for a few years now Bengals move up a few spots tight game they probably would have been higher on this list if they didn't struggle with the Jacksonville Jaguars but I love the way the Bengals are playing their defense is great the investments on their defense are paying off Joe Burrow reminds me of a young Peyton Manning the way this dude handles the line of scrimmage I love seeing the way he plays I have not really gotten to sit down and watch the Bengals too too much so far this year or in general really since Joe Burrow has arrived in Cincinnati but I've got to say man I am impressed with the way Joe Burrow is playing in year two he looks like he knows this offense like the back of his hand. He is making a lot of pre-play adjustments here and there. The check that he did to the screen to get to, to tight end Uzoma there. I mean, the Bengals are rolling right now and in my opinion, might be the best in the AFC North. I know the Browns are there, but I, dude, the, the Bengals are playing well and they're doing it convincingly and they're winning the tight games and they're beating the good teams. I like what Cincinnati has going on over there. Panthers drop a few spots. They fall out of the top 10. They are now ranked at number 12. They had a test in the Cowboys, and that offense just could not keep up. They had to play mistake-free. The Cowboys did play mistake-free on offense, and I think the concern now is Sam Darnold's getting it done, but he's not putting up those passing touchdowns that you want to see from your quarterback. He leads the league in five rushing touchdowns right now, but... I, I don't know. I love the way he's playing, but we need to see him play that passing game a little bit more I think he that I think that's where the real concern is and some other people seem to be concerned with that as well I think this team will go as far as the offense allows them the defense was really struggling with the fact that the Carolina Panthers weren't able to keep up with the Cowboys offense and then once the game kind of got into the later stages that Cowboys offense is just so full of power and steam I mean the Cowboys are definitely looking good this year. They are rolling, and that was a tough game to go into, but that was a game that they had to win to really solidify themselves. A lot of 3-0 teams ended up coming out of this this week with a, with a, with a one in that loss column, and the Panthers were one of them. 
Now, rounding up my bottom 20 to 11, we have the Chiefs. They are just outside the top 10. They bounce back with a great game against the Eagles offensively. That defense, though, is going to be the deciding factor in how far this team goes this year. I'm a little bit nervous about the defense. They allowed 30 points to the Eagles. Yeah, more towards the end of the game, garbage time, whatever you want to say for that last score. But even then, still allowing 23 you can't rely on Mahomes to put up 40 points a game. The defense needs to hunker down. They need to get it together. And this, I'm a little bit concerned with how this defense is playing from pretty much every facet of the game. A little bit of a concern there, letting the Eagles hang 30 on you in your victory. Now, let's get into the fun ones. Top 10. We're going to go 10 to 6. Pull those up for you guys right now. Rounding out the bottom of the top 10, we're looking at the Las Vegas Raiders. Tough loss to the Chargers. <clears throat> the rain delay and everything kind of made the whole game weird. It was a really late start. I didn't even get to watch the whole game just because of the late rain delay, and I had to get up early today. But pretty good game overall. Uh, the, the Raiders finally looked a little bit more like a normal team as opposed to like this ungodly offense they've had been going on for the last few weeks. They were averaging like the most uh, most yards per game in NFL history heading into this game and then had literally zero yards in the first quarter. Um I, I think this was bound to happen eventually. I think the Raiders, you know, they, they were definitely, you know, floating away on cloud nine. Time to get brought back down to earth a little bit here. And they did, they lost to a really good Chargers team. And again, I, the Chargers seem to be the most complete team in the AFC West right now from the offensive side of things to the defensive side of things. They're looking really good. So I didn't knock them too far down the list. I, I believe I had them ranked at number seven or six before, I believe was last week's ranking for them. So they drop a few spots as the Chargers swing up and kind of take over the AFC West. West, but still the Raiders, I think are in a very good position. They are playing a lot better than they have been throughout the, uh, throughout the last few years. Really impressed with how John Gruden has moved this team around and really got them into a position to play well. And this well at that, um, if you've watched this podcast at all, I've scrutinized the Raiders a lot, especially John Gruden and Mike Mayock coming in at number nine. We have the Cowboys, a team that has finally cracked the top 10 on my power rankings list. I think they really proved themselves this week. They are looking good. The offense is great. Defense it has been there slowly but surely every single week getting better and better and more opportunistic. Diggs is a great cornerback. The dude leads the league in interceptions. He's five and four weeks, so he's popping off as well. A lot to be excited about with the Cowboys defense if they keep progressing in the right direction. The Ravens sit in at number eight. They got a win over the undefeated Broncos, so they climb up a little bit on the leaderboard as well. Uh, I, I liked what they did. That you know, another hundred-yard rushing game for the Ravens. I, they're on like some crazy streak right now. And on top of that, Lamar Jackson continuing to show that he is a quarterback. I still don't understand why people say he's a running back. I understand he runs a lot, but the dude's an athlete. Of course, he's going to run. The dude can throw the football. I look what he just did to this Broncos secondary. You know. Packers sitting in at number seven, you know, kind of like they basically took care of business this week. They beat down on a Steelers team that is really down in the dumps right now and just struggling overall, and they got the job done. I like what they did. I uh, have them sitting at number seven. Chargers sitting at number six. I'm really impressed with how LA is looking right now, especially with the fact that, you know, they have a new head coach and everything. They are good. I, from offense to defense, everything that they're doing is just is working. Joe Burrow was lighting it up in that first half. Granted, the offense slowed down a little bit in the second half, which I, I was hoping to see a little. Like I, I, Based off the way they played in the first half, I was hoping the Chargers could keep the momentum going, at least put up like 35. But they seemed to kind of slow down a little bit. I don't know if the adjustments that the Raiders made on defense really affected it or what, or maybe they just swapped up their game plan a little bit. But they did great overall. I, I'm really impressed how the Chargers look, and I, they're leading the AFC West, and I would not have expected that to be the case coming into week five of this NFL season. That's for sure. 
Now, top five, I don't know what you guys think, uh, but I'm pretty confident in this top five. I think it, it's very good the way it's set up. I, I, I would like, I would challenge anyone else's top five to this one here. I, this is probably the most confident I've been in a top five in a while. I really like the way it's set up, but I'd love to see what you guys think. To round out all 32 teams, at number five, we have the Browns. Another win, 14 to seven against the Vikings. Uh, the Vikings, you know, coming off of what was a massive offensive week the week before, came in. They were home underdogs to the Browns, and the Browns came in and got it done. They did not put up as much offense as I would have expected them, either side, to be honest. But this Browns defense did a great job slowing the Vikings, who came in with so much momentum after the week prior. Baker Mayfield even came out and said, you know, I am, I pride myself on being super accurate and I don't know what the hell that last game was. Um, it happens from week to week. Like I said, with the Raiders, you know, it's bound to happen eventually where you're going to have a bad week offensively. It's just a matter of, can your defense make up for that slack? And the Browns was able to do, was able to do so, excuse me. Coming in at number four, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, despite their win, they were a field goal kick away from losing that game to the Patriots. And, you know, Based off of the way Brady was playing that entire night, uh, even if they had 50-some-odd seconds left on the clock, I don't necessarily know whether they would have been able to get back to the other side of the field in time to kick another field goal. They probably could have. It is Tom Brady, but he did not have his best night playing the Patriots in Gillette, and I little bit concerned about the defense. There's a lot of injuries going on over there, and I hope that they can overcome these injuries. They were able to squeak out the win regardless, but I think the te three teams ahead of them kind of moved around and showed enough that they deserve to be in those top three spots as opposed to the Bucks, who now fall to number four on my list. The Bills come in at number three. They dropped a 40 bomb on the, on the, uh, on the Texans, and you know they lost to the Steelers, and they took it personally, and since then have just been landing haymakers on everybody. And I could not deny them. They are sitting at number three. They are beating down on everybody they are running into since that loss to the Steelers have not scored less than 35 points of offense. And their defense has also given up two goose eggs now, two in three weeks. So, I mean, the Bills are looking good, man. The Bills are looking good. They're beating down the bad teams and they're beating the teams they need to beat. I mean, I'm curious to see what's going to happen this week because they got the, uh, the Chiefs. So that'll be a really good game. But with the way the Chiefs defense has been playing... The Bills have a potential to put up another 35-plus going up against these Chiefs, man. So hopefully their defense is ready for this Bills offense because they have been looking good since that first week against the Steelers. Coming in at number two, the uh, top two, rounding out basically with the NFC West here because the NFC West is dominating the league right now. Rams are sitting at number two. They slipped from number one after beating down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week and then received a beatdown from the Arizona Cardinals themselves this week. Uh Defense is a little bit surprising, you know, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey with all the talk that's going on there. And they got a lot of other really good pieces. A little bit surprised that the game was as far apart as it was. I would have expected it to be closer, even if Arizona won. But, you know, the, the Cardinals, they round out the, top, the power rankings sitting at number one. And they look as legit. They are the lone undefeated team and they look legit. Period. End of story. Kyler Murray is playing like an MVP. That defense was able to slow a Rams offense that's been killing it so far this year. There is not too much to say about the Cardinals other than they have been working their way up my power rankings. I was really excited for them coming into this offseason or coming out of this offseason into the season because I, you know, there's a lot to like about this unit just on paper alone, and that paper has been translating to on the field, and hot damn, they got something going on over there in Arizona, and if they continue to just keep on rolling, 
this team's going to be a problem. Kyler Murray has really figured out the whole dual threat thing. He throws the ball so well, but also is so athletic. I am so impressed with how the Cardinals are looking right now, and I'm excited for them because this has been something that's been building year in and year out. And I think Arizona Cardinal fans will agree. They have watched this team get better and better and better, and now they're really climbing over the hump right now. So that is my power rankings for the week. I would love to know what you guys think. In the comment section down below, what did I get right and what did I get wrong? Discuss along with me, but that'll be it for this Power Rankings video. I will catch you guys on Thursday with a preview of Thursday night's game, which should be a good one. We got a pretty good setup there. Seahawks and Rams should be a nice one, but that's all I got. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday, everybody, and I will see you guys on Thursday. Have a good one.